Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is a, uh, a great day here in Western Oregon, believe it or not. Yes, it is. Lots of opportunities to stand for your liberty, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow kicks off the next legislative session. Officially, anyway. Talk a little bit about that and about playing defense. Okay, is it possible? Yeah, it is, as a matter of fact. I want you to pay attention to the word polycrisis. Huh? What is that? Polycrisis? It is the latest word... Is newly invented, by the way, apparently. It's not technically new or invented. But it seems to be coming out of Davos, World Economic Forum. Going on right now in Switzerland. And, you know, there's something like 2,600 people there, world's decision makers. You know, this is... Klaus Schwab, right, who is the communist masquerading as a socialist, who says, you will own nothing and you will like it. Yeah, this guy. Well, polycrisis is the word now being invented that describes the world chaos. Talk a little bit about that today. Um, also talk about what's really behind Biden's gas cooking stove ban. Hmm? What's really behind that? Well, you might be surprised or maybe not. Also, Kate Brown ended her term of governorship with a whole bunch of commutations, pardons, and calls clemency a chance to save lives. Um, she gave a Princeton University talk last month and that showing mercy can, quote, save the world. You know, Mercy to those people who have showed no mercy to their victims, murderers, and others. In fact, she said she was going to have to put on her metal underpants. What? Yeah. Metal underpants. The Oregonian story about all of this talks about how she outpaced her predecessors in terms of, you know, clemency and that kind of thing. Gitzhaber granted eight commutations, two pardons. Ted Kulingowski, 53 commutations and 20 pardons. So, she cares about Life. She is a fervent belief in second chances. And I, too, believe in second chances. But, 
Uh, the people who are giving been given the second chances still have a debt to pay. She, in her speech, I mean, she doesn't like Measure 11. She doesn't like the rise in the prison population as a result of the mandatory, you know, the prison population didn't rise that much. But what did happen when Measure 11 was, even though there are cases where it has been abused by prosecutors, and it has, Oregon's violent crime rate dramatically declined. And she noticed, she noted in her speech that the political blowback that tends to accompany clemency decisions says, I have to put on my metal underpants on a regular basis. It's easier to sow fear and anger than it is to build compassion and understanding and healing in our communities to create a beloved community. It would be nice if she had that kind of compassion for the victims. Wouldn't you think? At any rate, Kate Brown ends her time as governor being who she is and who we said she always was, a Marxist. And she proved it. There's an interesting story, by the way. Um, and Corby, thanks for the email. What do you suppose would happen if, you know, if you wore a Jesus Saves t-shirt? Well, the security guards at the Mall of America order a man to take off his shirt or leave the building. There's a video of it. This is on InfoWars. If you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off. The guard yells at the man. The back of the man's shirt reads, Jesus is the only way, with the liberal coexist logo crossed out. The security guard said the shirt is an example of religious soliciting, which is not allowed in private property. We've had guests saying they were offended by your shirt. Would the security guard have harassed this man if he was wearing a BLM or LGBTQ or even a communist shirt? Ask a lawyer on Twitter. Probably not. Corby writes, the Mall of America, with a K. I bet this was a say that if this was a satanic or LGBT shirt, they wouldn't have said a word. Nope, you're probably right. They wouldn't have probably said a word. There's a Gateway Pundit story about how the Biden administration and the CIA worked to install the communist regime in Brazil. It was all planned. Now, it's interesting. If, if you, That may sound a little extreme. Read the story. The numbers of government, U.S. government officials under Biden that journeyed to Brazil prior to the election 
is pretty powerful. In fact, the State Department, the Biden White House, the CIA, all basically threatened Bolsonaro's administration in what they call rare and escalatory diplomatic meetings. And the, they took their false narratives to the corporate media. And they list the, the individuals that visited Brazil who warned the Brazilian government that Bolsonaro should not cast doubt on his country's electoral process. See how this works? That's a story that's out there today. And it is so true. Now, there is a Democrat, Kentucky, progressive Democrat, that is running for governor in Kentucky. And he says Joe Biden should be impeached immediately. Not for corruption, but for war crimes. Huh? Yeah, for war crimes. Let me say that again. For war crimes. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't expect that to happen, and I wouldn't expect this guy to continue on uh, for very long. Unless Kentucky has gone crazy left. Yeah, at least in the Democrat Party. That's not too hard from the truth to believe, but yeah, a Democrat calling for the impeachment of war criminal Joe Biden. Yeah, good luck with that. Today is Martin Luther King Day in America, where we celebrate what Martin Luther King did. But what's interesting is that it's what he, well, it's what today's cultural Marxist could learn from him. An imperfect man, as you know, we all know, but who nonetheless stood for something that was right. This is a Federalist story today by Scott Powell, and, and the headline is, what today's cultural Marxist would be wise to learn from Martin Luther King Jr. And the subheadline is the works of the MLK point to a rejection of that group, meaning Marxist, gender, and ethnic identity evaluation paradigm the cultural Marxists are pushing today. King was all about constructive action directed at racial and social healing through truth, love, and peaceful, nonviolent debate and protest. Those who claim to hold the torch of civil rights today, such as Black Lives Matter movement, would do well to heed both King's words as the timeless works that he often drew from. Now, I'll leave it there for the moment, folks, because today we believe that all men are created equal. As Martin Luther King himself spoke those words, those are the words from the Declaration of Independence. That we are given 
certain inalienable right, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We'll talk more about that as we remember him uh, on this day. I want to share with you also that today is an important day as we begin the march towards a legislative session that does not hold positive things for those of us who believe in liberty. Yet you still can have a positive impact on that. And in fact, there's a lot you can do to have that positive impact. And we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll talk about MLK Day. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM.news. By the way, you still can go to the Capitol. Well, sort of. There are rules now. Ah, because they're working on the Capitol. Hmm. Follow that when we come back. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. There we go. Back with you. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk. Great to be with you on Monday as we get started today. Um, want to say thank you, by the way, to Power Honda. They're part of the Power Auto Group. They're down in Albany, and they are one of our specific show sponsors, and we thank them for that. You hear their ads here on KSLM. You know, if you're seriously, if you're thinking about buying a new or a pre-owned automobile, you ought to check them out. In fact, you can go to their website, mypowerhonda.com, and you can check out all of the the various pre-owned vehicles and new vehicles they have for sale. Mypowerhonda.com. So, there is a way that you can still testify in person at the Capitol. Now, it's not, they are, uh, they're doing this major renovation, several hundred million dollars worth. It was Peter Courtney's um, legacy of the seismic and accessibility improvements to the Batunda, the Galleria, the House and the Senate Chambers, the Governor's Ceremonial Office, and the Observation Deck most of which this is closed to the public. 
limited, there is limited access to the chamber third floor galleries to be available during floor sessions on a first come, first serve basis. Now, here's what I want to advise you. You can still meet with your legislator and testify and you can submit testimony in writing. What I want to advise you to do is to literally contact your legislator and ask him how you can do that. Even if it's a legislator you don't like or you don't want to support, you can still do it. Because here's what I guarantee you, that the other side will be doing just that. The other side usually out-organizes those of us on the conservative side. Now, having said that, times are changing. Things are going to be different. And we can push back. I want you to stay tuned for news about how we're going to be doing that at the Oregon Citizen Lobby. You know, this is an effort that I've been a part of for a long time, along with a Quite a few people who listen to this show. We're not going to be, we used to meet regularly at the Capitol. COVID shut all of that off. And this is an opportunity for people who have not engaged in the political process at the level of going to the Capitol, meeting with their legislators, or going and testifying in hearings or participating in, in other activities. We teach you how to do that. Well, we're probably going to be meeting in the Oregon Citizen Lobby close, very close. And I, and I hope to solidify that here shortly. So at any rate, you still can visit the Capitol and you still can lobby your legislator and you can still testify. You can do testimony online or you can do testimony in person. But there's these new rules in effect. There's an Argus observer, Argus being out in Ontario, uh, talking about this is the, tomorrow is the beginning of the session. It'll be a six-month session. They have 165 days, the legislature, from Tuesday to develop and pass the budget. There'll be nine weeks from tomorrow till the first deadline. There are deadlines in place to submit legislation. Most committees meet twice a week. The budget committees, of which I used to serve when I served in the House of Representatives, meet every day. The policy committees typically meet a couple of days. Now, usually the judiciary committees who deal with laws um, specifically having to do with the legal system, they typically meet about four days a week because they usually have more than any other. Now, you need to sign up at least 24 hours in advance. It's not an easy way. There are ways that you can That we in the rural areas of the state, that we in the, that are conservative, who believe in the liberty movements, who believe in America first, we can fight back. 
And part of it is, yes, the traditional methods of testifying, of sending in um, testimony. And there's ways you can do that. You don't have to go physically sit in front of a camera or sit in front of a committee and testify. You can still comment on legislation. This is really important because it does add to the public record about these things. Because one of the things that I will guarantee you that is going to come out of this legislative session are lawsuits. And often even leftist judges go back and look at the public record. And who said what? And how many people said, how many people opposed an idea? How many people were in favor of it? That's why it's important. But it's also important for those of you who work for the state of Oregon. There's a way that you can participate and not get outed and face retribution or face retribution inside your bridges. I'll talk more about that on the other side. It's MLK Day. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-three minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. We're talking about MLK. Would he approve today of critical race theory of Black Lives Matter and its Marxist ideals. What would you think about all of this? Now, this interesting piece today in the, by Scott Powell in The Federalist asks that question, and I think it's an important one. How do you think Martin Luther King would I mean, seriously, how he would look at things like critical race theory. How he would look at Marxism. Wokeness. We're also going to get into how we can push back. And then I will, here in the upcoming legislative session, and by the way, there is a piece today, and one of our listeners sent it to me, about a so-called whistleblower uh, who is from the EcoHealth Alliance. You know all these food supply fires? All these... Well, this scientist, Dr. Andrew Huff, part of the EcoHealth Alliance, had or has access to government information about simulating a food supply attack. They have a name for it. Fast cap. No kidding. 
it's interesting that there have been something like 200 food factory attacks around the world. A bunch of them, as Gateway Pundit has talked about, here in America. Now, what brought me to this, by the way, is to uh, well, just I went to Winco the other day to buy groceries. They had no eggs. All the eggs were gone. What on earth is up with that? At any rate, we are rapidly headed towards a confrontation between liberty and tyranny in America. You would expect that in some other places around the world, but not in America, right? Well, it's true. Now, how do we confront that? How do we push back from that? Well, it is part of what we're trying to do here on this radio show, and it's part of what I encourage you all to do is, first of all, to have hope that you can. Because in spite of what's coming at us, because I'm going to tell you folks, it's going to get dark before it gets light. And I'll explain myself in a moment because it's part of how you can push back. And, and I want to tie that into both Martin Luther King and what he did on this day that we remember him and the example of his life. And I will do that in a moment. Also want to remind you, freedom, heating, and air can make your life better. Especially if you're not very happy with how your heating system right now is keeping up with things. And you know, you can check all of that out if you go to the website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. They talk about all of their services, heating, cooling, maintenance, they have these DIY kits where you can help maintain your own system if you want. How you can eliminate a lot of airborne pathogens. Now, they don't just do air systems. They do more than that. They can do gas line installs. They can do air purification. They can do commercial refrigeration. Did you know that? Yeah. They have great discounts for veterans and seniors. You hear me talk about that. And it is one of the ways that they have built such a great business for 50 years here in the Mid Valley. So, you know what? If your choice to who do business with, well, why don't you call Freedom Heating and Air and do business with a great company that stands for liberty? They've stood with us, KSLM Radio, for a long time. You owe it to yourself. You truly do, to talk to the professionals and look at all that they can do for you. Give them a call, 503-584-1556, Yeah, I know, Super Dave. <laughs> the, the egg shortage is being blamed on the bird flu. Yeah, that's more of that, but oh well. Uh, 
At any rate, there's a story, there's a headline, by the way, about elitist snakes are honoring MLK while orchestrating the demise of his legacy. Yeah, that's exactly what BLM does. It dishonors the legacy of Martin Luther King because they're a Marxist and he wasn't. In fact, according to his niece, he was a Republican. Now, how do we push back? Well, the legislative, the traditional legislative processes during the, and I'm speaking specifically to the legislature, is one of the ways. And I'm going to speak to you right now, those of you who are public employees, specifically state employees. You know, there are ways that you can be a whistleblower. There are two Oregon statutes that specifically protect your whistleblower status. Now, it doesn't mean that there won't be some form of retribution that borderlines those protections that you have as a whistleblower. And I want to encourage you to think about this and to pray about this if you're a person of faith. And it's okay if you're not a person of faith. You just believe that you know something's wrong and you need to do something about it. I want you to consider sending me, even if it's anonymous, a story about this and where to look. Look at something in specific. Now, you have to be careful about how you do that. And you know that. You may be part of a small group of people who are aware of something going on inside of a state agency that's wrong or breaks the rules or breaks the law, either breaks administrative rule or breaks the law. It is being covered up, is being quietly pushed aside. I want you to understand that I will help you with that. And I mean that sincerely. You see, I still have connections with legislators in the Capitol. And there are ways to get your, there's just ways to expose that. That protects your personal identity. And there are ways that you can offer as a, as a state employee, testimony. And you can do that on particular budgets. You can do it on, on, um, particular pieces of legislation and not have yourself exposed. There are ways to do it. And I can help you with that. And you can usually do that through your state legislator or through a state legislator who can introduce it, your testimony, even anonymous testimony, on legislation. And you can usually pass it to a legislator that's sitting on a committee and who can read that 
testimony or submit it into the public record on your behalf. Now, what you, some of you who are state employees, to seriously consider this, there's going to be a lot of stuff come up. For instance, what the other Dale just sent to me about Dan Rayfield, who's the House Speaker, was on KGW Straight Talk yesterday and said they were looking at passing more gun bills. One bill would ban 18 to 21 year olds from buying certain types of rifles and shotguns. Another would ban concealed carry on or near all public spaces. Need to pay attention to all these unconstitutional bills. People need to write the representatives and tell them no more gun bills. Yeah, that's coming at us. Back in a moment at 648. 503-589-1220 is the power of Duke Chief and C Talk. Come on and sing my song. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Got a great email. By the way, you want to send me an email, uh, you can do that and I'll do my best to read it on the air. Five, uh, Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news like the one from a state employee who shall never be named. What does the World Economic Forum attendance mean? What significance? And he writes, we asked this question. FBI Director Chris Ray and Governor Brian Kemp, Georgia, Republican, by the way, are there in attendance. I wonder if they just had free time in their schedule and had nothing else to do. Yeah, no. Kevin McCarthy, of course, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives, also has been in attendance in times past. We'll see if he's there this year. Thought I saw something that he was going to be there. Hmm. Not particularly good, if you know what I mean. Yes, one of the bills that is being... uh, tossed around is more gun bills. Yep, more gun bills, just what we need. Now, there's going to be a big rally for a lot of things at the Capitol sometime early March. Might be a little too late, who knows? Might be just right. But one of the bills, and this is an Oregon Firearms Federation um alert that went out they are as Dan Rayfield said they are considering a bill that would make it a crime if you brought a concealed carry weapon to property that was adjacent to some other property. 
at some point, if you pass these laws and they're upheld, you take away your right to carry a gun at all. Now, right now, they plan, and there's a House bill that has been introduced. It's House Bill 2007. And unfortunately, a leftist state representative with my same last name, who is a relative of mine, former uh, assistant DA out of Deschutes County, is one of the signatories, sponsors of this bill. It's House 2007. And it authorizes governing bodies of certain public entities that own or control a building to adopt a policy ordinance or regulation or precluding affirmative defense for possession of firearms in a public building and adjacent grounds by guess who? Sealed handgun licensees. So how do we fight against this? Well, you should take encouragement in one thing. At the local level, we have been able to fight against these things. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we have sheriffs, a few sheriffs in this state, as you're starting to see in, um, in Illinois and other places around the country where sheriffs are understanding their constitutional um, possibilities, responsibilities, and how they, in fact, can push back as a sheriff. against unconstitutional laws. They have a right to do that. This is one of the ways in you talking to your sheriff, supporting a sheriff who will push back, who's willing to push back. This is powerful. It's also powerful how you can win elections that are not stolen from you by electronic voting machines as they are in major elections at the county level. When it comes to county commissioners, when it comes to other local races. And I want to go back to a legislative races. Against all odds, we ended up with Kevin Mannix winning, Tracy Kramer winning, and Kim Thatcher winning. Now, how did that happen? Well, there's a number of reasons why, in my opinion, but I think one of the strongest reasons were that a lot of us at the local level supported them. And we told people about that. And we told our friends and neighbors about it. And we used social media to do just that. And we used the opportunity to have those one-on-one persuasive conversations with others to do that. Now, those three, and I, I want to go back to this because this is really important. Those three campaigned as a team. And that really had a powerful impact in I mean, I, were, I was at events where all three of them were there together. 
and campaigning as a team. And they had very similar messages. And they focused on messages like public safety that went across public lines or, or, or ideological lines. This is a roadmap to victory. And it is a way that you can push back. Now, during the legislative session, you have to push back in other ways because we're not, we're not dealing with elections then. But elections matter. Now, Republicans can still be bought off, but you can make them really nervous about doing that by powerfully talking to them, even if you're not one of their constituents. And there's ways that you can do that. And you need to stay tuned to future shows as we get started with the legislative session tomorrow. I want to thank Eric Azer, by the way, Righteous Renovations, for being one of our sponsors. He is a contractor, truly, that has your best interests at heart. He focuses on quality. That means everything to him. Check out his website, and you can see it for yourself. RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Yeah, elections do matter, and I want to remind you to go visit OregonPeoplesVote.com, OregonPeoplesVote.com. They're primarily active here in Marion County. They are working to ensure that election integrity and transparency is something that does not get further eroded by this upcoming legislative session that starts tomorrow. Martin Luther King Jr. absolutely would have pushed back against as against any form of tyranny. He said, quote, any Christian who blindly accepts the opinions of the majority and in fear and timidity follows a path of expediency and social approval is a mental and spiritual slave. Yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? We'll see you tomorrow, friends. I didn't get into, and uh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. The Biden administration gasped the management back. It's a bit of a fight. See you tomorrow.